podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. This is Naishad Gadani coming to you from your career down under. And I'm here with my co-collaborator, Caroline Brown and Melinda Livingston. I'm still in India. Melinda is in Sydney and uh, Caroline is in Melbourne. If you are watching this for the first time or you missed the initial bit, let me tell you why we uh, me and Caroline uh, pop up on your LinkedIn screen every weekday, 3 p.m. Melbourne time. We come to your LinkedIn screen to deliver a care package, what we call a career care package. We believe that it is the time uh, that all of us need a bit of care, a bit of optimism, a bit of inspiration, and uh, you know, a bit of quirkiness, uh, and a bit of sense of humor, everything together to sail through this unprecedented times that we find ourselves in. I don't want to rattle off the numbers, uh, you know, in terms of job losses, that would be humongous. Uh, at the same time, uh, we cannot ignore the realities. So we are firmly grounded in the realities that you know, people are experiencing a lot of pain. And through this LinkedIn Live, uh, you know, we want to ease some of the pain. We may not be able to erase the pain completely. Uh, but we want to give you perspectives and, uh, you know, different ways to look at your situation and maybe find a way out. And that's why we are doing this LinkedIn Live uh, every week. Then we bring interesting guests and experts so that you can see the same issue from different point of views. So let me welcome Caroline. And Caroline, if I can also ask you to tell people about the experience of one of the, uh, you know, member of, you know, well, somebody who saw LinkedIn and how it really kind of helped or what was her feedback so that you know everyone knows that you know that you know we also do we are also doing exactly for the same reason mm -hmm. there is uh, absolutely no reason except to serve the job seekers out there or the professionals out there so Caroline take it away thanks Nesh um I think the reception or the feedback that we've gotten from people has been really encouraging, knowing, I guess, that, you know, we're hitting the mark in terms of advice, but also being able to help, I think, has been, you know, it's really nice to know that these have been very helpful. And yesterday I had a chat with one of uh, somebody who'd been watching a lot of these who was just so um, grateful to have, I guess, something at 3 o'clock every day that, um, shares ideas, gives great tips, great guests like Melinda, um, different perspectives, but um, and I guess also just widening up um, that part, creative part of your brain that gets shut down when you're in in stress. So and to know that there are people around that are are going to help, be helpful and supporting. And it was really nice to get that that call 
um, from people. And, you know, we've had a lot of great comments from people as well and people popping into our inbox as well. So thank you, everyone, for that. It makes it, I mean, it makes it worthwhile, but it's also very nice to know that, that what we're actually doing is being um, very helpful to people during this time. So we're going to keep it going for how long? We don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows the answer to that that question, but I certainly enjoyed the routine. I've enjoyed meeting fabulous people. I've enjoyed the interaction and it's the process has been made a really stressful time, a little less stressful and even a little bit, bit of fun at times as well. So um, today we're with Melinda Livingstone. Melinda was on episode number eight. Hi, Melinda. And Nash and I were blown away, to be honest, with what you shared with us that, at that point. Because uh, I also think it was a point where everyone was probably a little bit more confused about, or I guess despondent around, oh my God, there's never going to be any opportunity out there ever to earn money ever again. <laughs> and, I, you know, I think what you gave us at that time was like, oh my God, there is hope. <laughs> so, um, so we're really keen to get you back on because um, you also have been sharing information and blog posts and ideas and your expertise very generously with people. And um, we noticed that you that um, shared another 10 great ideas for side hustles, but maybe a good place to start would be just for people that didn't see the first time you're on to give people an understanding of, of what you do um, in your business to, to help people. Oh, thank you, Carolyn and Naisha. It's so exciting to be here. And um, I think what you're doing is an absolute amazing service for people on LinkedIn. And, and so, yeah, I feel really honoured to be invited back. So thank you. Um, so what I do in my business is I help people um, find ideas and opportunities to either start a business, a side hustle or do some freelancing work. So people that are looking for some extra income, either because they've lost their job, um, they're between jobs or they, or they have a job and they want some extra money on the side or, or um, you know, maybe they are kind of in that retirement phase as well. So they, they're the people I tend, tend to help and I'm seeing a lot of opportunity opportunity at the moment people are reaching out and, and um, this is a really really great time to start a business because this COVID crisis is creating all sorts of problems for people and if there's a problem out there then that's an opportunity for an entrepreneur to solve that problem so there's a real silver lining it's a great opportunity for us to help people mm. yeah I love the way that you put that I guess, um, yeah, well, I, I think maybe a, a great place to start would be to tell people, you know, because you're, I, I imagine you in your business, it may not be correct, but digging deep behind the internet, looking at reports, looking at trends, reading it, headlines, reading newspapers um, and all sorts of things like that. So really keen to find out what you've identified as some, some trends that people could tap into and solve problems with business ideas. Yeah, absolutely, Carolyn. So look, what we're seeing is that um, the COVID-19 crisis has accelerated a lot of the trends that we had already seen in the economy. Um, it's just kind of like put them on this extra kind of like story, steroid boost. And um, so shall I just go through just a, a yeah. couple of things as, as I'm yeah. seeing them? Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, one of the big ones is this real um, desire for community businesses. So we see that people are 
um, really bonding a lot more with their community over this time. Um, we see it in Facebook groups. People are cooking things for their neighbours. They're sharing things with their neighbours. They're talking to their neighbours for the first yes. time. <laughs> they probably, you know, never even knew that they existed before. Um, they're, you know, on um, kind of social media sites like nextdoor.com and in Facebook groups, people are offering spare rolls of toilet paper. They're offering lifts to doctor's appointments and all sorts of things. And there's this really, really beautiful community spirit. Um, and businesses are responding with things like um, milk runs. I mean, we haven't had milk runs since, what, the 1970s. And some businesses are doing things like delivering um, coffee to people's homes. And we know that, like, even though there's a section of um, society that have a feeling kind of like financially hard hit by um, COVID-19, so the ABS estimates that at 31%, the rest of society are feeling that they are either doing just as well financially or doing even better. And so they are keen to help other people out. So they're doing things like, you know, supporting local businesses and buying takeaway from local businesses. And so there's this really wonderful community spirit. Mm. So people that are thinking of starting a business and they have that kind of community, they're kind of that community mindset, it's a really great place to start uh, thinking about a community business. It's funny because you go for a walk, or I go for a walk and I see lots of people coming back. I mean, I know you can't sit in coffee shops, but, you know, everyone's got coffee at home, but going out and grabbing a coffee from, from the local coffee shop because they do want to support um, local businesses. So is the trend around sort of love thy neighbour, help each other, support the community, help people that are doing worse yeah. off? It is, it is around helping your neighbour. Um, and it's it's the reason why I'm putting it out there as a, as a long-term trend is that it, this was going on before COVID-19. We saw it with things like farmers markets and we saw mm -hmm. it with a lot of other community-based businesses because people were feeling a lack of trust towards big, big business and that kind of cynicism. Mm -hmm. um, and so this has just accelerated that. And we know that 45% of people uh, will be wanting to continue working from home at least for part of the week so they're mm. going to stay in their community and so the idea of a community business is is, is a, going to be a sustainable trend mm. i'm not just saying you know you have to do a business in your local area you could be um, involved in a marketplace that facilitates peer-to-peer -peer, um, transactions mm. or you could you know if, if you haven't got a lot of time and you want to side gig, you could um, be involved in a, a marketplace that is already kind of a community-based peer-to-peer um, -peer market, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, like a Mad Paws, which is a pet-based business, or um, Kindershare, which is sharing children's equipment. There's a lot of peer-to-peer -peer marketplaces that are already out there that really leverage that community spirit. Mm. So. There's, a, there's a, just a lot of momentum in there in the market already that you can jump on board. You may also have a really, really good idea to yeah. how you can really kind of jump on this trend. It's a sustained um, long-term trend and um, it really makes people feel good. It's a really good, feel good, um, good business and there's a, yeah, a lot of opportunity in this space. Yeah, fantastic. So what else have you seen? Um, another one is health and fitness. So people yes. aren't going to gyms anymore mm -hmm. um, and because of the lockdown. What they never did? Sorry, that's oh, me. Never did. <laughs> did I, actually? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so we're seeing that um, people are using, maybe they're using this time because they are at home as an opportunity. So we've seen a 45% um, uptick in the, the download of um, health and fitness apps mm. um, because people are thinking, hey, you know, I, I'm going to use this time to get fit. Mm. Um, and we see this as a, as a sustaining trend, again, because people are going to be wanting to keep some of the good things about the, about the lockdown or the social distancing. Mm. Um, and so um, this is a yeah, this is another trend. So people will kind of like um, be open to other opportunities in this space um, going on. So that's a really good trend to mm. to get on top of if, if that's your thing. Um, another one uh, is the contact free world. So yeah. as yeah, this is this kind of thing of contact free is here to stay. Even if you know um, they find a vaccine or you know, I think. The, the fear of um, pandemics is, is kind of going to be around for a long time. So um, all of the contact points that we have in our day-to-day -day life, you know, we go to the shops, we buy a parking ticket, we, you know, we touch things to check out, we open doors, everything, you know, the toilets, everything is touched. And so if you think of that end-to-end -end user journey, um, so all of the things that we do in life, um, there's a really there's really good opportunities for people to think how can I kind of like map popular user journeys and think okay I could remove the touch here I could remove the touch there and just think about ordinary businesses that are wanting to reopen how can I kind of say help businesses to to re-engineer their user experiences so that they are without touch mm -hmm. um, so there's some good um, opportunities yeah. there. And that's going to be huge, isn't it, when you think about, okay, because we've got like huge in the immediate or the near term and the immediate term because we, we're entering into this time where workplaces will need to have, that'll be a workplace health and safety issue that wasn't there before. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just talking about shopping, but like workplaces, huge. Yeah. All of yeah. those security doors. I mean, I remember one in one place I worked, there were three levels of security doors, you know, that I'm opening the door. Yeah. Mm. I mean, think about you know, even along the lines of, you know, you see those images of what they might introduce into planes. I know it's not contactless, but it's the idea of sort of separation of, you know, those those screens between people and, yeah, yeah, so that you could see that sustaining for, for quite a while. Nash, do you have any comments at all? Well, I'll, I'll figure out about the planes when I board one from India to Australia. Uh, and I can report you back whether they've introduced uh, those plastic, you know, screens or not. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm keen to know from, uh, from Melinda around the, the trends around, uh, you know, kids, if there are any, any trends around support services for kids or around education. Uh, you know, because in India right now, one of the hottest thing, uh, you know, is the kids' education. You know, the apps, and I know, I think it was just one week in um, in the uh, lockdown, and we saw huge ads in the newspapers. Now, print print ads are notoriously very very expensive, but it is like the front page was full of one company advertising for that. So they are betting quite big on that online learning market and spe specifically for kids and supporting the parents as well. We are seeing on, on the cable television in India, there are separate channels for keeping your kids engaged with 
with education. Uh, but do you, are you seeing any trends in specifically in Australia around kids' education, online learning, uh, Melinda? Um, yeah, I mean, parents are wanting to um, invest more you know, time with their kids, and so they're buying a lot more um, games and products online that are going to facilitate that. So some of those are quite old school, like jigsaw puzzles and sidewalk chalk. Um, and then some of it is also electronic based like um, gaming apps um, and, and other products. Um, a lot of the education has been um, like the schools have um, kind of mandated the way that they want the education to um, to be kind of, you know, how that's all going to work, that interface for the schooling. But um, we see that, you know, parents are going to be concerned about their children falling behind. Have have the kids actually kept up because it's actually a lot harder doing, um, you know, remote schooling. And so um, a rise in tutoring um, to help the kids kind of get back to where they need to be um, is, is definitely going to be an opportunity area. Yeah, so, um, and then also with um, kids as well, things like um, bikes um, and a lot of outdoor kind of equipment where people can spend more time with their, their kids doing things like exercise. Mm. Kids are becoming a lot more important um, in terms of um, time with family, like family time and also expenditure. Because mm. there's been a huge boom in, I was just seeing on um, this ABC News or whatever a while back, a boom in bike repair shops, bike repairs and lawnmower repairs. Not that that's related to kids, but just sort of, moving along that theme about exercise as well. Well, I think yeah. the lawnmower is around that whole nesting theme. So people yeah. are wanting to, um, people are kind of basically nesting. We saw this after 9-11 as well. This yeah. sense of, okay, I'm at home, I'm nesting, um, I'm feeling safe at home and I'm going to um, spend money on things at home um, mm. to make my home life more enjoyable. And so there, it's this kind of like power nesting trend mm. and it's yeah it is it's it's improving the lawn and it's um and paint sales on amazon have gone up i think in america yeah. they come to go to bunnings at bunnings yeah. we have to line up to go into bunnings i think in the united states they have to buy stuff like paint online but mm. um you know people are, are buying things like that to make their home more more a lot more comfortable um mm. as a of this covid crisis and i think that will continue because as i mentioned before people are wanting to stay going to want to stay home 45 percent mm. of people want to stay home and they are going to want their home to be um more comfortable and i think that just leads into another trend which is around um the storage trend so people have kind of had to clear out a little bit of space for the desk and there's probably more than one person like who is needing a, a desk yeah. you know to work from home and you know, where has that space come from? They've probably had to move some stuff out. Um, and so where there's kind of, that's gonna have, that's gone, going into a storage facility somewhere. And so, um, you know, uh, yeah, companies, platforms like neighborhood companies like Spacer have really kind of doing well at this, well at this time. And I think that'll be going on too. Um, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you, I was just gonna. What, what does space to do? What's that? Is that a what they do is if you've got some spare space in your home, so say yeah. I've got spare space in my home, my neighbor they've, they've got to create kind of two new work areas for mum and dad and the kids, or you know, three. I can yeah. look after their, um, their camping gear, 
they're yeah. crammed um, yeah. in my spare bedroom. So it's kind of that peer-to-peer -peer marketplace. Yeah, that's uh, really interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. it's kind of like, I mean, I've written those, I think you mentioned it, but a couple of other people have as well with Airbnb starting during the post-GFC or around that time where people were monetizing an asset that they already had. So is that kind of like the sharing economy sort of? Sort it of is. Yeah. yeah. And coming out of this crisis, people are going to be looking for financial recovery. They're going to be looking at what assets have I got to make some money? I'm wanting to improve my financial position. I have a lot of spare space. So I might have a spare bedroom, you know, mm. a, a spare garage. And my neighbour, they've got some camping gear that they need stored because they need to create a home office. I can look after that for them. Mm. Um, and I can monetize my spare space. Yeah. yeah, wow. It's funny, I think also the storage industries in Australia was one of the most booming industries anyway because we've just got so much stuff one thing that wasn't on your list but i'm just keen to get your insight into is the trend towards minimalism because at the same time there's a lot been a lot of acquisition and then there's a bunch of weird people like me that don't want anything so <laughs> i'm just wondering if i'm like a complete outlier or if there's a um there's a, a trend around that as well oh there is a big trend towards minimalism and the tiny home movement oh, i like tiny homes yeah, yeah the movement and the minimalist movement. So that yeah. was in full flight before COVID-19. And I think um, it will continue because in many ways, materialism, you know, I think COVID-19 has made us really reflect on our values yeah. and yeah. what is the purpose of materialism because really what's important to us in life. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so what's important to life? And it is our, um, you know, it's our family and it's our friends. And so, yeah, rather than our material goods. Yeah. yeah. Cool. What else have you seen? I'm, I'm, I'm going, what else? What else? What else have you got for <laughs> us? <laughs> Another thing is local manufacture. So, yeah. um, you know, complicated um, offshore supply chains are yeah. probably a thing of the past. You know, if you say to a customer, oh, it could be six weeks before you get that, could be eight weeks. Well, that's just mm. um, not going to cut it anymore. Um, and so, the option to manufacture something locally or close to the customer, um, mm. you know, I think that's going to become a more important priority. Um, but for somebody that's thinking of a side gig or a small business, um, you know, it's things like, say, parts for white goods or parts for, um, say, plumbing parts or things that, you know, um, may have been sourced overseas and now um, a bit hard to source. Mm. Um, you know, something that could be 3D printed, something, yeah, that could be manufactured um, locally, something that's customised to the to what the customer wants, maybe something that's kind of of a home furnishing nature, um, you know, like a, uh, curtains or um, cushions or something like that. Um, you know, there's some really good opportunities there. So people are probably thinking, well, how do I even know what that opportunity could be? I mean, one way is to go into Bunnings and ask the people what the floor and say, you know what are you having trouble getting and um uh yeah sort of seeing okay well maybe i could make that on my 3d printer or um yeah or seeing what what is kind of like what's empty on the shelves so um, i think yeah that's going to be an increasing trend i think that sort of goes back to that local thing too doesn't it not like it's it's been critical to have those supply chains but also um that idea that we want to support growth within the country as well, like 
Yeah, absolutely. I think there's yeah. kind of like there has to be the right price point, though. I think people, yeah. um, the manufactured goods people will still be price sensitive, and so that's why it's um, finding the right niche product mm. to apply. Yeah, yeah, where mm. you know it's kind of speed to the customer is really important, and and maybe even where there's some customization to the customer's requirements, and that people are prepared to pay a premium for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, Melinda, are you seeing any trends in terms of home office? Uh, because, you know, not, not many people, uh, you know, will have a home office before COVID or they don't have the proper setup in terms of, you know, furniture, in terms of their camera, in terms of the IT and everything. Are you seeing that, you know, people who are IT savvy, for example, so, you know, a lot of a lot of our listeners, if you are IT savvy, if you are able to, tap into the market where you help people really set their IT systems up, which also includes helping them set up with web meetings and how to use Google Meet and how to use Zoom and how to use these webinars and everything else. You know, because I think that that will have an opportunity, you know, especially for people who are not used to, uh, you know, all the all the tech part. Uh, are you seeing that uh, kind of services also booming right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, you know, people have kind of been like, oh, they've had to quickly adjust. And so, um, yeah, there's a whole range of consultancy services for people to kind of help them kind of upskill um, in and and present themselves in a really professional way with all of this tech technology. Uh, yeah. And I think also, um, and that will continue because uh, the um, employers will be wanting their staff to have ergonomic work areas, you know, to reduce any risk in the organisation. Um, so that's going to be important. And then also part of that also is cyber security too. Mm -hmm. um, people have suddenly started working from home and, um, you know, there's some cyber security risks with how quickly that happened. And so there's mm -hmm. going to be some backfill there to, to mitigate those, to mitigate mm -hmm. those risks. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Nishad, that, that there's a lot of um, business opportunities to help people with that transition. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And we've had um, Yana Martins on here a couple of times, who's a video coach, so helping people present or, um, you know, present videos, but also video interviews. You know, a lot of recruitment's being done online, and I'm sure that will continue just because of the convenience of it. Um, I remember years ago when I was a recruiter, I always felt guilty if I had to drag somebody out of work to come to an interview versus, you know, could, that making that, that process just um, almost seamless now. So, yeah. yeah. Another trend that I, I'm interested in that you had listed down is around affordable luxury. <laughs> I, I know years and years ago, the, I remember reading about the makeup queen, Poppy King, it might have been the 80s that... Or the early '90s, I think, and she like was during a recession, and and she figured out that women still buy small things to make themselves feel good when they don't have much money. So buying lipstick, for example, versus going and I don't know, getting a whole outfit was one way that people could give themselves a, a little lift. Is, is that what? That, 
is yeah is that what that trend trends about yeah yeah absolutely um we're seeing we're starting to see that kind of pick up again um that people mm. are are treating them in small ways because many people have made really big sacrifices to make ends meet and so yeah, yeah we're starting to see some affordable luxury expenditure come through and yeah. that will that will sustain and i think lipstick is a really good example of that um yeah. it's the idea of um, buying something that doesn't cost very much but makes you feel really good it arriving in the post and that excitement of getting um, yeah, getting something small and opening the packaging, particularly if it's packaged really beautifully, um, then yeah, just a little a little treat that doesn't cost very much. And I think uh, for many people who are listening, um, that probably think yeah, I could I could launch a side gig like that, a little bit of luxury to make people feel good in, in this time. Mm. Yeah. I don't know whether the trend of um, online hairdressing will ever come in, <laughs> but I could certainly use one of those right now. Yeah, I see that. Well, there's one that's called online experiences. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is a really, really interesting trend. And if somebody said to me that people would pay money to sit in a Zoom call to um, do some of these experiences, I would kind of go, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But look, they've been really, really successful. So, you know, so like Airbnb experiences, if you're interested in this space, check out Airbnb experiences. They've got things like you can wander the streets of Prague at night with a plague doctor. Um, you can go onto Class Bento, which is a Sydney-based um, kind of like um, they used to do face-to-face -face craft classes and now they're doing them via Zoom. You get your yeah. craft box in the yeah. mail. And you go in via Zoom and you kind of do your terrarium or your calligraphy yeah. or your, your sewing or your macrame yeah. via Zoom. It's yeah. amazing creativity. But, you know, some people actually will probably prefer doing that longer term. Well, there will yeah. be a market. There will always be the market of people who find movement difficult, find going yeah. into the city difficult to go to mm. a craft bar. So I think, you know, and then you've got a global market. So mm. just think of that opportunity, not just limited to say the Sydney CBD to 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 do your um, your macrame class. You've got mm. a global market. So this incredible opportunity. So for people who are listening who have a passion uh, and you want to share it with the world, you can do yeah. you can share your experience over Zoom, mm. and you've got this incredible global marketplace so check out airbnb experiences and class bento yeah. um, because that that has some really great inspiration and then those platforms can do the admin and the marketing for you as well so yeah. all you do is just really show show up wow. which is great yeah and that's quite good for a side gig because i'm conscious some people have a lot of time a lot of yeah. time a lot of time and some people yeah. have a little bit of time you yeah. know and and it's really scaling what you do to really the amount of time that you, that you have and sometimes it's good to start off small yeah and, and so like maybe that and, and i'm sure you would have come across this people have this thing about how it has to be massively complex to get started but the tech is there the tech you could the tech makes it real really easy to launch something or try something very very quickly and you know in something as simple as, as zoom um you know, it has to be exactly exactly yeah. i think um ultimately you know if you're wanting to do a side gig you want it to be really small 
like a like a minimum viable product you test it you get some feedback you go yeah this is really good i'm getting some momentum and you grow it you grow mm. don't want to put a lot of money in it because um these aren't the times to invest a lot of money into a venture you want to just start small test it get some ideas and, and grow it mm. and grow it yeah yeah so Nash, did you have a question uh, no, I don't have questions from LinkedIn screen, but I can uh, talk about, you know, Google Meet now is free now for everyone. So you don't need a Zoom thing now. You can actually have, you know, Google Meet for free and you can actually run your classes uh, you know, like what uh, you know, Melinda yeah. was mentioning. One idea that I can talk about Airbnb experiences, how to do a LinkedIn live and explaining people of what goes behind doing a LinkedIn live and experiencing. I don't know where KBB could make millions out of it as well. Um, Sorry, did you, you know, say? From, from this side. Uh, you know, having a LinkedIn live experience on Airbnb yeah. where people can log in and see, uh, you know, me doing a LinkedIn live, uh, you know, and- Tutorial, like having people had it. Be part yeah. of it. Yeah. Yes, this <laughs> Smile. <laughs> We should, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, I, so you know, if people want to start, I think KB already touched on that question. Do you do they go with what aligning to some uh, their skills that they have? Because side gig by default is, look, I'm not great. I just want to make some money on the side, right? You know, it doesn't matter whether there is something that I'm genuinely passionate about, something that I kind of I'm skilled at. I just want to you know do this. So. What's the way to to think about it? Uh, is you know the way to think about it is just you know let's make some money, or do they want to really think about their their skill alignment as well? Um, yeah, so I think there's there's a reasons why people start a side gig. So sometimes it is because they they want to be an entrepreneur, they want to um, you know have a creative outlet that is different to their job and so that is kind of like you know some of the things that we've been talking about today but some people are saying look i just really want to make a little bit of extra money to make ends meet i want to monetize some spare assets or some spare time and that's where um the sharing economy is really good because they you know there's a whole in australia there's 150 options out there in the um, sharing economy um, and it's really just going okay well I can use the, the um, technology, I can use the platforms, I can use the marketing that these um, this infrastructure provides. Um, and and that, that way it's not such a big commitment of time, not a big commitment of my headspace. I'm really just monetizing the assets that I already have and the time that I already have. Um, and then I can just concentrate on my day job. It's not so kind of absorbing as say starting, um, you know, uh, a kind of an entrepreneurial venture um, might be. And there's a whole range of yeah, opportunities out there just depending on, on kind of, you know, what what skills and what resources and what assets people have that they can um, take advantage of. Mm. You wrote another post about mind, eight things around mindset. And I'm just like the um, mindset to think about when, you, when you're doing a side thinking about launching a side gig. And um, I was just wondering whether you could share a few of the, the top ones with people that would help put them on the path towards being successful. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so starting a side gig is, is often it's, it's sort of having a really good um, 
having a good mindset, um, particularly if you're thinking of starting something that's a little bit creative um, and entrepreneurial. Um, so, so thinking these through, the first one I've got here is to be humble. So this is really just having an open mind and um, you know not thinking that you know it all. Sometimes if we do have a day job and we've been quite successful in that, we can kind of take that approach into this venture. But if we have a mindset of, hey, I'm a learner here, I'm going to really have an open mind and just be open, then um, you're going to be more likely to be successful. Mm. Um, another one is to is to be curious. So really just asking why and just sort of thinking, why is this the way the way it is? Um, and just having this really quite kind of open, um, yeah, just curious mind, you know, and that way if you're kind of seeing anomalies, why is this the way it is, you, you possibly will see, um, see opportunities. Mm. Another one is um, around patterns, like seeing, yeah, seeing patterns. So um like with this current crisis i reflect a lot on what has happened with other crises in the past yeah um, yeah so i mentioned earlier 9 11 people were kind of nesting so yeah. i'm thinking okay i'm seeing that nesting pattern again um that can be quite helpful to reflect on history um and also what other successful entrepreneurs have done so you know people say um, my business is uber for this or Airbnb for that um, mm. and that could be um, helpful in some ways as well you know kind of going well this pattern was successful for this entrepreneur I could apply that pattern to this customer problem mm. that makes um, sense yeah another um, one is oh, sorry yeah, keep, yeah another one is to be an anthropologist so this is yeah. really I was wondering about that I was thinking quite yeah, tell us about that. I didn't quite get that when, when I read it. So it's really like we, if we're solving customers' problems, it's really being um, really curious about people and their problems and um, and also kind of what media they consume and how, um, yeah, how they kind of see the world. And I remember mm -hmm. when I used to catch the train and I'd always have to stand up all the way home. But I didn't mind because what I would do is these people will see me on the train and they'll move away now. You're the snoopy lady, are you? I used to go to their shop and I used to see what they were looking at on their phone. You know, yeah. what you know, what social media are they using? Um, what chat, like a, yeah. So basically is it news sites, is it social media? What are they doing, you know? And that helps me um, as an entrepreneur because I'm thinking if I want to reach these people, I need to be, I need to be, have their attention mm. so what has their attention mm. um, and it's just constantly observing people and and mm. just really kind of understand what what they're doing mm. yeah not missing an opportunity that's yeah. a fascinating thing isn't it when you I mean I I, I get the same I'm like someone they got on their phone that's just so totally absorbing <laughs> and um, you know, Instagram or whatever but it was quite interesting because you know that the phone is addictive, really, I think. But obviously something's, you know, set up in a way that, that's got their attention, basically. So, yeah, and no, I love that one, be, be a, an anthropologist. I might put that down as my next career. So. <laughs> and the next one is um, being prepared to fail. So yeah. we will um, make lots of mistakes. We'll trial and error. We'll try something and it won't work. Um, and that is just part of being an entrepreneur. Um, mm. But the thing is, if we kind of accept that and we 
make the cost of failing not such a big thing we will um be we will take more risks and that's that's what we want to do um and it gets back to being humble like if we kind of say oh well you know i may, I, I learned from that and i'm prepared to move on um mm. then that's a really good um attitude to have mm. yeah because we don't know everything yeah. <laughs> was it you that said that typically people will um get launch 18 times like test something eight there's a and then 19th time is when yeah. so with design thinking it's yeah it's kind of this yeah. innovation approach so you say out of 20 um prototypes 18 of them won't work yeah yeah two yeah. of them should yeah so that's kind yeah. of the and it takes it takes the emotion out of failure too doesn't it you're like well i'm just these are the numbers that i need to or you know this is yeah. the pattern I need to work with so it's a learning it's a learning opportunity um it doesn't yeah. always feel like that at the time though but it is um if we see it as a learning opportunity um mm. yeah that's the, that's the, our best approach yeah um and then another one is to be kind to yourself yeah so yeah it's kind of like yeah talking to yourself as you would a good friend so just mm. being really encouraging um to yourself mm. um, when things fail um and then not yeah not being afraid to ask for help so nobody mm. ever does it by themselves um and this is the great service that you're providing here every day mm. providing people with help because um nobody has all the answers mm. yeah everybody and there's an idea or an insight that people can give that might just be that nugget that you need I think so yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Nish uh, no more questions uh, you know I think I think this is what we what we need in you know understanding the trends and also understanding the mindset that's required to and what's this what are the steps involved so as you can see you know it might be flashing on your linkedin screen to connect with uh, melinda please reach out to melinda and see if you are interested in exploring what could be a great side gig for you and make sure when you when you make money send 10 percent to me and caroline we'll be so grateful. <laughs> wow. yeah that you should have that on the screen as well i think you know <laughs> so, Absolutely. <laughs> but look, I, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, you know, resist that because I'm, I'm, I'm Indian and I'm, I'm in my home state, which is known for entrepreneurs. Yeah. I could not resist saying that. But, uh, but thank you, Melinda. You've been absolutely sensational mm -hmm. to to share very openly, uh, you know, and you know, and giving a lot of insights into which industries are emerging. You know, so you know, please reach out to Melinda also on LinkedIn, and because she has been sharing a lot of insights into the side gig or you know, uh, you know side hustle uh, market for long. So thank you very much, uh, Melinda. Uh, thank you. And uh, you know, and yes, thank you so much for having me today. It's been such a pleasure. It's been fantastic, and um, we'll we'll have you on again as well. We'd love to love to get pick your brains about various things so yeah i just want to reiterate what nature's saying like um please reach out to melinda melinda publishes fantastic content on linkedin um i know linkedin feels like it turns into a bit of instagram from time to time and but melinda's content is just um awesome and insightful and you definitely learn something by reading it and of course check out her website um, 
as well. So that's it from me. Apart from just saying I'll put a link to subscribe to our uh, daily updates, of knowing what's coming up each day. And um, we will see you tomorrow where we're talking interviews, aren't we, Nash? That's correct. We are talking interviews, and I think interviews uh, do uh, send some shivers down spine for mm. many, many people, and that's fine. And that's why we're doing this uh, on, on interviews. Yeah. Uh, is is uh, so we are in. We have invited Sharon uh, Wondermeer. She was there in one of our Ask Us Anything episode, and she's been uh, recruiting, uh, you know, kind of specialist for over twenty years. So she is you know, wealth of knowledge around interviews. So that's what we are going to ask. And that's what we want. We want you to bring your questions, you know, curvy questions, simple question, any question. Please bring it tomorrow. Uh, we'll be at the same time, 3 p.m. Uh, Melbourne time. And we will answer that for you. Uh, lastly, if you want us to talk about a specific topic, uh, you know, about career, about jobs, about anything entrepreneurship, please, please, please reach out to us. Just send me, me or Caroline a message that this is what I want you to talk about. We'll go find a, tal find a talented expert, whether that person is in Antarctica or <laughs> you know Hawaii or anywhere. We'll go search, find it, and then bring them to you because that's what we want to do. We want to bring interesting conversations alive. So thank you again, everyone. Have a great rest of the day. Uh, stay safe, stay indoors, please, everyone. See you later. Thank you. Bye, Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode, or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.